Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy. The season begins next week, brother. It has begun. Are you kidding? The boys are out on tour. They're in camp. There's real rugby has been played. It's here, baby. We'll show you the highlights from the exhibition game against Rugby ATL there in San Diego. Uh, we are live on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we are, as of this week, back on ESPN 700, your home of the Utah Warriors on the radio, rebroadcast weekly. And uh, here's what's on the show rundown. The exhibition game against Rugby ATL. How to go? Who scored? We got the highlights. Head coach Greg Cooper will join us from San Diego. How are the boys looking? In preseason camp, getting ready for exhibition number two, and then San Diego again next week in the season opener. We'll preview the backs with Joel Hodgson. We'll preview the forwards with Paul Mullen. And MLR expansion team in 2024 will tell you which team the league announced today is joining the league next season. Chicago, of course, this season. So we jump right in to the exhibition against Rugby ATL. Here was the lineup that the Utah Warriors rolled out. Notably, Kafusi, McLeod, and Hodgson at four, nine, and ten additions to the starting lineup of new guys. And then, of course, some uh, rookies in the reserves and a lot of familiar faces. What did you think of the starters for the first exhibition? You know, it was a bit of a mix and match. I love seeing Tommy Tuaval get time at eight. Uh, the rest of the forwards really weren't that big a surprise. McLeod and Hodgson, that combination at nine, ten, going to be clutch all year long. Uh, Paul Lasique, Calvin Whiting. You could throw in Mika Cruz, Logan Tongo, of course, Tyler Fisher, all guys that are probably going to see time there uh, in the centers. And then uh, that 15, that back three combination, you want to talk about electrifying when you've got Caleb Makany, Mika Cruze, and Joe Mono with the subs coming in and reinforcing that. There's electricity all over this lineup. Hey, we jump into the highlights. Third minute, Onehunga Kafusi gets the first try of the season. Granted, this is, uh, you know, exhibitions, but a nice run of play. And nice work by, uh, here by uh, Nick Colling with the uh, drum footage. This was awesome. I watched the entire game with this footage. The buildup of this was great. It was fast. It was, uh, it, it was really kind of intense to start the match. Uh, these preseason games with Rugby ATL, always a bit of uh, bragging rights on the line for this. But you, you see the buildup there and then just driving through the one, two missed tackles there. Uh, too much on it for, uh, for the physicality. 7-0 at this point. A little later, 20th minute, Paul Mullen crashes over after a line-out. 40-meter run by Paul Asike to make it 12-7. When you get to this point, you see the big spin-out just inside a halfway. There's the gap that you know is coming from 12. And then the step. Here comes the support to the outside. One, I think it's one phase here, and then it comes big crash ball. You see him setting up on the inside there just to the right. Takes a little skip. And too much meat and potatoes for them to stop right at the dry line. You can't beat it. Paul didn't even need a crisp pass on that one. He's like, just give me the rock. I, even if it's bouncing to me, I don't care. Paul Mullen running like Paul Lasique <laughs> on that crash ball, man. Like just daring you to stop him. You love it. Hey, the, the Paul, the Paul patrol is on the, on the roll. Let's don't go right before the halftime don't whistle, a little tap and go. And Paul patrol. Captain Bailey Wilson diving over for the score. 1912 at halftime. You know, it was really good buildup. I loved what I saw from these boys, the speed, the way they were able to recycle quickly, the way they were able to attack at the breakdowns in this. It was a lot of fun to watch the intensity that this team brought. And then Bales just running the uh, outside line there. It could have been any one of three options, a little misdirection and got it done. 
Okay, into the second half. Just two minutes into the second half. New scrum, uh, scrum half. Connor McLeod dives on a loose ball. They reviewed this. Was a try to make it 26-12. This was a heady play by the new scrum half. That's just what you would expect from a seasoned nine. You know, McLeod played a lot of really good top-shelf rugby. And uh, this is that heads-up play in and around the breakdown. The ball scatters across the pitch, and he's right there through the A-gap to put the pressure on it and dot down for the try. So, yeah, the ball's going to come down kind of loose out of the ruck, and he's going to be right there, pops out, there you see it, and then dots it down. And uh, Rugby ATL didn't like it, but it was a quick, quick play by Connor. Nice work there. ATL scored a couple of times, tied at 31. That was the final in the first of two exhibition games. All in all, good result. Uh, obviously, giving up 31 is a lot, but scoring 31 is great. You want to you get some of the rust out. We'll talk to Greg Cooper about how he felt about that opening performance coming up. Notably, the Warriors went to San Diego, have been training all this week there. They're going to play Friday at noon Pacific time at the training center in Chula Vista. As you see, the boys enjoying the sunshine. I'm sure that will come up in our conversations. So that is the final exhibition. And then next week, uh, the Warriors will play at San Diego in the opening game against the Legion. So kind of back-to-back there against one of the rivals in the league in San Diego. Of note, today, a couple other exhibitions in MLR. Houston plays New England, and the Seawolves are going to play Seattle Rugby, a club team there, in an exhibition. Other preseason results that we know about, New York Ironworkers, that's their new nickname this year, beat Old Glory DC 33-29. Nola Gold defeated Dallas 45-19. And the Seattle Seawolves beat uh, the American Raptors uh, development program, formerly or the Glendale Raptors and whatnot. They, they're they trying to develop players. They won 47-0 against the Raptors. And so those are uh, week one of the exhibitions. we got week two this week, and then we're off and running next week with the regular season. You know, it's always tough in these situations because you want to get your first team out. You want to get good looks. You want to be able to put your best foot forward. But especially in the case of these Warriors, you don't want to give away a whole lot either with that right. opponent coming just days later. So I think the first 40 minutes of that uh, preseason matchup went really well for the Warriors. You kind of saw the shape, the speed, the way that we can expect to play. A lot of substitutes rolled in in mass in that second half. And at that point, it's really just chemistry and feeling each other out and getting everybody those contact minutes that you need to build up before uh, week one. So really positive things that we're seeing from this Warriors squad. I'm excited to see uh, Exhibition 2, and then, like you said, it's a unique situation playing that same team. But, uh, hey, the Warriors got out uh, into Southern California enjoying some sunshine, and it's going to be a fun week. If you follow any of the boys on social media, the sunset picks at the beach, (laughs) stellar, masterpieces. Yeah, uh, they're looking good. They're going to be nice and tan when they come for the home opener on the 25th. It's going to be great. Uh, I got to absolutely love it. Uh, Look, there is tickets still available for the home opener. If you want to be there Saturday, February 25th, go to warriorsrugby.com. Be ready in the red and black. Look at the uh, the man himself, Gussie, all cleaned up and ready to go for the season. You should be too. Don't be on the outside looking in. Get your tickets now. Go to warriorsrugby.com. Okay, we now welcome to the program the head coach of the Utah Warriors in his first season to discuss the exhibition, San Diego this week, the opener next week, and much, much more. We welcome Greg Cooper from San Diego. Greg, how's it going, and how is America's finest city? Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, you mentioned it's a lot warmer here. Uh, I think I think game day we're expecting 75, so mm. ideal for us, you know, really challenged. Look at the sun streaming day. in the window to your right there, Coach. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, – I think a few of the boys are out there enjoying it at the moment. So a bit of a rest, rest day at the moment. 
Okay, let's talk about that first exhibition game. Um, like we were talking about, you don't want to show everything, but you want to get some of the rest out. You want to see what's working, what's not. How'd you feel about uh, the 31-31 tie with Rugby ATL? Yeah, I think you hit it on the, on the head, really. You actually, you, want to, you actually want to put your game on the field as fast as you possibly can. We've only got two warm-up games, so we won't hold a lot back. Of course, we'll hold a little bit back because, you know, we have to do that. But, you know, our, our, our option, our, our focus is to, to, to put onto the field what we've been practicing in the first four weeks or so. So first 40 minutes were pretty solid. Uh, we gave away a lot of penalties, which, you know, really counted against us. We were leading at half time, but, you know, the penalties counted against us. So we need to fix the discipline up, but we got the contact. Our basic framework and attack and defence, we saw that. So there's a lot of positives. So if I, we went there aiming to be about 70% of our game, you know, hoping this week we go to 85-ish and then obviously try and close that gap for, the, for round one. But, you know, we were not far off it, about 70%. So... Uh, we got what we were looking for, and now we've just got to work on it over the next few weeks. Who do you think's really stood out and kind of excelled in this preseason training in the lead-up? I know I've seen some people in training that have really kind of stood out to me as uh, vast improvements or difference makers. But from the coach's perspective, who do you think's really kind of raised their hand and, uh, and made their mark on this team through preseason? Thanks. You know, you know, for, for me, that's a difficult one to answer because uh, there really has been the, – the thing that's impressed me has been the unity in the, in the, uh, in the group. Uh, and, and I think that's been the most impressive thing for me. And, and, and for me going into the season, I think, you know, while there be some individuals that are working well, fitness-wise, et cetera, and, and, and performing well, I, I think the thing that really stands out is a unity. So I probably wouldn't want to pick anyone out because it's not that that stands out for me. It's the, guy, it's the work the guys are doing. The leadership group have been superb. You know, uh, the drivers, the game drivers have been outstanding. And, and it feels to me as though... Um, you know, we are, we are a team in harmony. Um, we're still ironing out the game chinks, but I think in terms of the, the harmony, it's actually building, you know, and, and certainly we'll start seeing, we're building off the field, and I think we'll start seeing more of the development on the field. Talking to Greg Cooper from San Diego ahead of uh, the exhibition coming up this weekend. Um, what are you seeing from the team that you're uh, thinking, hey, we're on schedule or ahead of schedule in this area? Oh, I think, Jeremy, I think the big thing for me, as I mentioned, it's the, it's the framework in terms of our attack and defence. We've, we've, we've hit that, and I think it's looking, it's looking as though the overall thing we're looking for, you know, um, just the detail inside that needs the development. And so we need to work on our contact area. And understandably, it's not something we had a massive focus on because we want to work on our overall game to start with. So the games and the intensity all start picking up that contact area, um, you know, obviously the one-on-one -on -one tackling is an area we need to pick up on because we haven't done a lot of that. We got introduced to that, you know, in, a, uh, in an aggressive manner against Atlanta because they were a physical side. But um, we hit a target of 85% tackle efficiency, but we weren't as accurate as we really wanted to be. So when I say that, we didn't have high expectation. We need to build that expectation now. So let me follow that up by saying this. One of the early frustrations last year with this team was the number of penalties given away in key areas. You kind of touched on it in that last preseason game. Do you see that as one of the biggest improvements this team needs to make is really just cleaning up those individual mental mistakes? Well, interesting, Banksy. At the end of the year, we were the least penalized team in the competition. So I think we had patches of ill-discipline rather than consistently uh, being ill-disciplined. So I, I think 
we probably need to be a side that does challenge. You have to challenge the boundaries. If you don't challenge the boundaries, you're never going to know how far you can go. So we will push those boundaries, but we've just got to realise if we are pushing it too far, then we've got to be smart enough to pull back. And, and obviously every referee has different interpretations. So we just got a little, we, we got aggressive in certain areas and we just needed to pull, pull back a little bit. So we've, been, we've addressed that this week and hopefully we see, uh, we see that improve you know, against San Diego. What are you hoping to see in these two exhibition games that will make you feel like, okay, we are ready to begin the gauntlet of 16 games in 18 weeks? Uh, well, the score is obviously a nice thing to be in your favour. So we haven't lost yet, but we don't focus on the score. It's the process of, of, of the game that we're trying to uh, produce at training. So I just think we've, we've set a, a six-week target, and the six-week six week target is calculated and strategic on what we want to do in week one, what we want to do in week two, up to week – so we're now into week five. So, you know, we just want to tick off are we where we said we were going to be in week five. So – we would like to be, our, our target is basically 100% understanding of our game and around about 80%, 80 85% efficiency. Whilst it's subjective, it's a measurement that we can look at based on you know, what we've said we're going to produce at training. So we thought we'd be at about 70% last week. We're hoping to be at about 80 85% this week. So again, subjective, uh, that's the measure that we're looking at. So we come away from this performance against San Diego improved by about 15%, I think we'll be walking away satisfied, ready to go for, for one more final shot at our preparation. It really looks in training, as I've seen the boys run, the speed, the pace, the, the, the ferocity that this team likes to run at is going to be really exciting. How are some of the young guys who we saw make the game day roster and actually get some minutes, how are they catching up with or playing up to the expectations of their first full season we talk about guys like Dupree and Takaji and, and Sione who are, are factoring into this squad and what may be their rookie year well I think it's a thanks it's a really interesting one in terms of we we while we want to grow them we can't hold the ones who are above in terms of experience and, and efficiency we don't want to hold them back the greatest way for a team to develop is to allow the ones who have that experience have that efficiency to keep getting better keep getting better and, and those, that will help drive that ones underneath. But also it's a coaching, uh, it's up to us as coaches to help them with understanding that. So I think the big word is accountability. So while we are nursing them through, we've also got to expect accountability from them. So we don't want to slow, slow the train down. You know, we want everyone, everyone in the carriages to make sure they're going with them. So I think the, what I'm seeing here is the young ones are hungry to follow the lead. And, and the experienced ones are helping the younger ones, the coaches are helping the younger ones, but it's, uh, there is an expectation of accountability that we have with the younger ones as well. And, and we're seeing some positive signs there. We're talking to Greg Cooper on Dub Nation from San Diego, ahead of the final exhibition game Friday afternoon against the Legion. Um, there's some notable additions we noticed in that starting lineup. Onihunga Kafusi, of course, uh, at lock, and then uh, at 9 and 10, Connor McLeod and Joel Hodgson. How have these three injected their skill and personality into this team on and off the pitch? Yeah, well, I think you've mentioned the three you've mentioned have all got you know great experience. You know, Joel, obviously a lot of experience in England, the Premiership, and and clearly as an organisation, we were looking for for control in that position, uh, and and that's the beauty of having someone with that experience to be able to do that on the field, but also off the field. Uh, Connor is is a really calm influence, um, does the basics really well. Uh, gets to the breakdown, clears the ball, 
uh, kicks well, so and a good organizer. So you know, you've got you've got that experience nine and ten, and I think that's so valuable. And Ona Hunger is a power man. We saw that in the try, the highlights there of that try. He's an absolute power man. Uh, and so for us, you know, it's a matter of using someone who's got that. And I think we have a lot of power players on the side. So, you know, we've got those guys that will get over the game lane. Only Hunger is one of those who will get over it. You know, you've got Sai. You've got, a, a, you know, an abundance of those guys who can power the game line, get the quick ball, use a, use a fast nine to, to move that ball, use a 10 to control it. And then you've got your power players in the middle, your distributors and your finishers. So oh, I think the, the, the likes of the three players you've mentioned, it's just areas that I think, particularly in that 9-10 position, is something that the Warriors have looked for. And uh, it was satisfying in that first performance we saw. Coach, any final thoughts as you get ready? Maybe on how do you approach facing San Diego on back-to-back weeks, once for fun and once when it counts? <laughs> well, I've, I've been talking with their coach because, in fact, the coach of Atlanta, I coach the coach of Atlanta, I coach the coach of San Diego. So um, we've been in, uh, in discussions. No, we... we we, um, we have to put onto the... We can't hold back too much because it's practice. Um, there will be some subtleties, I'm sure. There'll be some subtleties that we will, they will. But when it comes to the game, we need to put our... We don't want to waste this opportunity. Um, we're very fortunate the organisation has is, is, uh, allowed us to come here because it's a significant investment. Uh, we're very grateful for that. We want to put on... We want to put on a real strong performance that gives us confidence, that grows... The, um, um, the faith that they've put in us that also allows us to get to a level of improvement that we're looking for. So we won't hold back. Um, minor things possibly uh, we want to send. We'd like to send a bit of a, uh, a statement that we're moving in the right direction. And then obviously we build on that for the following week. So, uh, yeah, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, well, this is a little bit tricky. Uh, but no, the other thing about it is it is a bit colder back home in Utah. So it's nice to be able to experience what we're going to experience next week. I think that's a real positive. And a uh, couple of logistical questions: Are you guys coming home, or are you going to stay there all week for next no? Week? No, no, we're home on uh, we're home on Saturday, and then, and then, we'll, then we'll return on Friday. So uh, yeah, I, I think the great thing about it is you know we're expecting I think seventy five degrees on Friday here, and I don't think long range it's going to be as hot the following week. So you know, great for us to actually be exposed to this. Uh, so. It's been a uh, been a blessing, really. And we saw that Chad Goff was added, uh, you know, back, back to the roster after retiring. Is has Henry Bell made the trek to Utah? Uh, Henry will be here, I, I believe, tomorrow. Um, awesome. He just had to do some uh, some final organizational things back in Utah, get that sorted. He'll be here. He'll be here tomorrow. So we're uh, we're basically a, a full squad, uh, which is which is another positive. We haven't had too many injuries. We had some minor injuries. We have players returning from injury. So uh, we're in a pretty good state at the moment. Hopefully that continues. Awesome. Well, we look forward to uh, the second ex- exhibition and then sadly you have to come home. Uh, but then you get to go back. So don't fret we do, too much. But, well, it's, it's <laughs> nice. still be nice to get back and get back to familiar surroundings and do our week's preparation and we'll jump on a plane and we'll, we'll go at it again. Awesome. Well, we look forward to the season on this uh, season preview show. Uh, best of luck Friday and thanks, Greg. Thanks very much and uh, great chatting again. Greg Cooper, the head coach of the Utah Warriors, our thanks to uh, Greg for joining us today. Always great to have Coops on the show. Look, his knowledge, his wisdom, his leadership, all of that trickles down through this entire organization, and that includes our very own junior Warriors. It's about getting the ball in the hands of the kiddos under the direction of our very own Ashley Burge, the Salt Lake County Partnership, 
is up and developing, and that will continue to grow. If you want to get your kids involved in the pregame clinics where they get to match up with players and coaches from the Warriors, they get to interact before a match at every home game, go to junior.warriorsrugby.com. That's jr.warriorsrugby.com. Get your kids signed up. It's one of the best experiences in all major professional sports. You get up close and personal with some of their heroes and maybe see a future for your kids in the sport of rugby, junior.warriorsrugby.com. Now time to preview the backs with the new fly half who spent uh... – 110 appearances in the premiership over the last several years. Joel Hodgson, notable addition, joins us from San Diego as well. Joel, welcome to the program. And do I read that you're from Newcastle, England? Is that right? Hiya, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Yep, that, that's right. Uh, born and bred in Newcastle, um, also known as the Tune. So. Also known as the Tune. Very nice. Well, how, how has preseason camp been? How is, uh, and how has Atlanta and San Diego been so far in your first foray into American rugby? Yeah, no, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, Atlanta, was, Atlanta was a good trip, um, you know, sort of in and out visit. I got, 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 got a good run out, which was, which was good for the boys and, uh, you know, test the lungs and, and see how, how we're faring. Um, and then we were, had a little, little, little gathering at the hotel, and then on the fly, and got out here to San Diego. So uh, we've been training in the sunshine. Um, you know, got a bit of a day off today, so I think the boys are heading down to the beach for some tomfoolery and stuff like that. Um, you know, apart from that, all, all good, all good so far. So, what's your measure after the first hit out to get a, a real kind of yardstick on where the team's at? How is your reaction to the boys around you and, and how the play's developing? Yeah, no, uh, really good, actually. Um, obviously, as you, and you come into a new environment, you know, you, you want to ask the guys that have been here in the past what, what, what guys are like, what the team's like. Um, and, you know, the good thing is the boys didn't disappoint. Um, physicality's mentioned a lot, uh, especially when you, you talk about the Utah Warriors and, you know some of the collisions, both carrying the ball and and, and defending the ball, were uh, were pretty impressive. Um, you know our, our boys love to hit hard. Um, so as Coops was probably mentioned before, we've already got that strength. If we can add a bit of bit of control, a bit of game territory, and, and stuff like that into it, um, you know it's it's an exciting prospect going forward into the into the new season. You played at such a high level for a long time. Where do you feel like that experience and skill can manifest itself most on and off the pitch for this team right now? Yeah, no, uh, um, you know, the, the, the nice thing about it is uh, I've been involved in a few different environments and I've, I've, I've trained and played with, with, a, with a lot of different individuals and a different personalities. Um, you know, so I've seen, seen a fair bit. So it's just nice around the training stuff, especially, you know, what you do off the pitch, off the training pitch, how you look after yourself, whether it be extras, um, how you conduct yourself on the training pitch can all can all help. And, you know, if I can lend an ear to, to some of the young boys in terms of giving them examples of what top professionals have done previously, I, I might be able to do that. And then in terms of on the pitch, you know, I think that the nice thing about it is that, Having the, the the talent and and the the athleticism around me, all I really need to do is is a put them in the right place and b give them the the call or the ball as early as possible so they can do their magic. So uh, you know it's quite nice. It hopefully makes my job a, a lot easier because of because uh, of the talent these these boys possess. 
Let's kind of go through that a little bit and maybe take a look at some of the boys in front of you, the nines. Who have you had a chance to to spend some time with and how is that chemistry building as you look? Because obviously a crucial pairing in that 9-10 connection. Yeah, so I, uh, I, roomed, I roomed with Connor in Atlanta um, and I found out his nickname was Breather um, because basically he's really boring and didn't have a previous nickname. So uh, the guys <laughs> just gave him a straightforward one. Um you know, uh, being being an Englishman, first when I first touched down in Utah, Niall was kind enough to to reach out and spend a bit of time with him. Um, so got to know him, and obviously I haven't played against him in the past. Uh, know what he's capable of, and then and then you're, like Zion, especially. You know, he he lives around the corner from me, so it's great to catch up with him, go out for some dinner with his young family, and get to know him a bit more. So. You know, on the field, on the field, chemistry comes with just playing. But I think it's important to know to to know the guys off the field more more than anything. You know, if you if you understand what they are about off the field, the on the field stuff takes care of itself. And uh, you know, the real nice thing about coming to Utah Warriors, uh, I I can't can't say that I've met a bad egg just yet. You know, uh, they're all so welcoming. They're all they're all humble guys. They're, they're proud of being a Utah Warrior. They 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 they're proud of the family that that they're building here and the brotherhood they're building here, and uh, they've been welcoming with open arms. And uh, I'm a, I'm extremely grateful for that. Let's talk about some of the fly halves and uh, fullbacks. Uh, Caleb Mockney, Connor Burns, Jamie Giannoskali is coming off a wrist injury. Cliven Lopser getting ready to play in the World Cup. Yep. No. I, I, exactly. I mean, you. Uh, you know, you, you just named a talented group there, you know, and they've all got their own strengths, you know. Uh, Cliv and Caleb, you know, th- those boys, in terms of their, their foot speed and, and their top speed is is very impressive. Uh, it, it's really nice having that outside of you, you know, and that you can put put the ball out there and they're, they're more than capable of producing a moment of magic to uh, to create a, a possible dead end into a, a try-scoring opportunity. So that that's... Uh, that's something that we should definitely look to to, to use going forward, and then obviously da- Danny Boy and Connor, both both, both long young young youngish lads, but uh, you know both both got a bit of size about them. I uh, I only wish that I was uh, their height and their weight. You know things things might have been very different rather than getting bashed about all these years. But uh, <laughs> you know that that you know again as I say as I mentioned about the scrum you just mentioned four top blokes there. Um, and you know we've got good camaraderie, and we can all chat and have a, have a bit of a laugh together, and we go and do our kicking together. So it, it, it's real nice, and uh, there's probably like a little boy band bromance forming. So it, it's it's all good. <laughs> Can't wait to see the cover art for your first single. Yeah, is there yeah. a name for the boy band? Uh, there's no name yet, but the cover album is probably going to have Paul Mullen and Budgie Smugglers. So we'll look look forward to that. <laughs> it should be it should be called Knocked On, a compilation album. <laughs> So let's let's move into the weapons directly to your outside as you stand at 10. If you look into the center position, there's a lot of muscle inside there when you talk about the likes of Tyler Fisher, Paul Lasique, Calvin Whiting, Tomasi Tonga. We can even throw Mika Cruze and Logan Tongo in there who might see time in the centers. When you've got that, and I'll even say with Tomasi with the season he had last year, that's quite a seasoned group of guys playing at the 12 and 13. No, absolutely, and uh... – you know, if I if I was in another another organization and I saw that lineup of centers, I would uh, I'd not be best thrilled because you know exactly what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a, a real 
real physical element. You know, they, they've got the ability to, to run over you. They've got the ability to sidestep you. They've got the ability to, to square you up and then move move the ball on last minute. Um, so, yeah, so they, 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 they possess tremendous amount of uh, strengths, um, you know, and it, it's a blessing for me as a, as a fly half because I know if, if things aren't going right and, I, and if the picture dries up for what it may be, I've got, I've got an absolute mutant outside me that's willing to just run through brick walls. And, you know, they'll not just do it once, they'll do it time and time again. And eventually that wall will break down. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a pretty impressive trait to have when you, when you play the game of rugby. So, yeah. And, I, and as I say, that like great communicators as well. So, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the fact that I don't have to really do much, just kick the ball every now and then, pass the ball here and there. And, the rest of the boys are, are more than capable of taking care of the other stuff themselves. And last but not least, the wingers. Uh, Colson Warner is a utility guy. He can play a lot of positions. Mika Cruse, Joe Mano, Logan Tango, Sione Mahe has been a, a young guy that uh, as a rookie that's come on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, when it came to, to the training stuff and we're doing 15 on 15, I had to start trying to tackle Sione because he was making me look silly with his, uh, with his sidestepping. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's probably the old, old old grumpy man in me trying not to look like a fool anymore with these young kids running around. But, uh, you know, the, the rest of the guys you mentioned, the the, the speed and power they possess is, uh, is second to none. Um, you know, it's it's very nice having the, the comfort and the knowledge that you can move the ball wide and these guys are capable of producing moments of magic. Um, you know, I think, I think you look across the back line, you've got strength and power in the centres, as we mentioned earlier, and then that back three, wingers, fullbacks, you know, they possess real, real pace and real power and real dynamism when they, uh, when they approach the contact area. So, uh, you know, I, I'll expect some, some, some pretty big things from these guys this year. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be pretty upset if they don't feature on maybe a try of the season or, or contenders of it because they are certainly capable of producing moments of magic. So you've talked a lot about the culture and personality of this team on and off the pitch. I know Coops has done a lot of work in helping develop that culture. Describe to us your view of the personality that this team has taken on now that you had your first hit out and you guys have put some minutes on the field together. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I, when I, when I arrived and I got into Utah a, a bit earlier than planned and when I was just knocking around the guys around the, around the organization, just, sort of trying to get a feel for the place brotherhood was it was a big big mention and then obviously you have your you have your personal family but there was a warriors family as well um and and that's been that's been that's been very clear you know um the guys stick together through through thick and thin which is uh which is extremely important in a, in a 15 a side game um you know that they're always planning things not just for the boys to do but for, for partners and kids and families as well which which is something that's not always happening. And I think uh, they appreciate the sacrifices families make for us to, to do what we do. So, uh, you know, it's a real positive trait that, that the organization has. And, uh, you know, and the nice thing is everyone, everyone, everyone gets on, you know, so not just the, the players stick together, the coaches stick together and then, Nick Collins sits on his own. Uh, we make sure Nick comes and joins us for food and doesn't feel too left out because <laughs> uh, he gets a bit grumpy when you. He's a when... he's a bit melancholy at times, yeah. but that's just part of his charm. Yeah, well, that's one way to call it, isn't it? <laughs> he's busy running the drone. You know, that's uh... that's what you call it when you like the person. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
No mention about his uh, his drone flying capabilities. He's nearly taking the head off one or two of us in training when he gets a bit close. So that's initiation <laughs> techniques to the team. Uh, just so you right. know. love it, love yeah. it. But as, as I say, the the, the culture is brilliant. Um, you know, they're they're close on the pitch. They're close off the pitch. Uh, you know, there's no no secrets. You can talk about anything, and and there'll always be someone there to listen and offer advice or just offer support, whatever you need. So it's a uh, it's a really great family to be a part of, and uh, I'm delighted that, that Jess and I have found ourselves here in, in, in Utah. And you're not busy enough playing for the Warriors. You're coaching Utah Valley. How's that going? Yeah, not not too bad. Uh, so uh, I started in January, roughly about the same time our preseason started, and uh, me and uh, an ex-Warrior, James James Mockey, are down there do, doing doing our stuff, trying to trying to give back in what way we can. Um, you know, it was uh, it was something that that really appealed to me is uh, is what Utah Warriors do within the rugby community. Um, I had a bit of experience with with coaching university stuff back in in, in Newcastle with uh, a good pal of mine, Darren Fern. He he, he does Newcastle University, so uh, I was excited to do something similar. Um, and 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 Brandon Sparks found this opportunity for me and, and came to me with it. And you know, it's been awesome so far. The boys have been brilliant. Um, they're buying into what what we're trying to do and. And the main aim of it is to long term wise is, is to create as many potential uh, MLR stars as we possibly can. And, and I think it'd be a great testament to, to, to UVU, Utah Warriors and the state of Utah. If, if, if UVU can be known for producing MLR talent, PR7 talent, you know, I think uh, there's an untouched uh, talent pool, especially down there in Orem, um, you know, and uh, hopefully we can we can dip into that and. And produce some some stars of the future. That that's the goal, anyway. Well, the size of that student body, it's definitely been a program that always kind of felt like it was just on the brink of doing some great things. So, if you ever need some old washed up, bald headed, thick kid to come out and run his mouth and tell all, all your students how great he used to be, let me know. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll do. Fine. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't just uh, under the bus. Yeah, I don't know if you're talking about that. Sia, give me a proper hiding. You think I said it, Darren? Don't put that on me. I'll upset the chief that way. Oh, um, no. One, no. one last, one last culture question here. Who has, uh, who's been the most fun to hang out with on the road? Obviously, you know, going on tour is always great because you get to to learn guys' personalities and and enjoy different aspects of different members of the team. Who's been the most enjoyable for you as you've kind of gone out on the road for these last really two and a half weeks? Well, that's, that's a tough question because there's a there's a lot of lot of fun guys out there. I think the easier question would be who's the guy that I've really tried to stay clear from, and I definitely Paul Mullen because he is so annoying, man. Honestly, <laughs> it's the Irish. It's the you know he's nonstop. They don't they don't get it, do they? They uh, yeah, he's uh, he's very frustrating and. Uh, He's on. He's, is, is he giving you the old? He's he's, me that. he's he's looming over me right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love to see it. I'm proving, eh? Tackle of the year, right there so far. Oh, that's hundred percent well, tackle man. rating, Paulie. Good job. Yeah, I, I, that was close to a high tackle. We'll let we'll let Paul get away with that. But uh, yeah, Joel, thanks for the time, man. No, cheers, boys. Appreciate it. Take care of yourself. You got it. We'll talk with Paul Moen in just a second uh, as those two gather themselves after that tackle. <laughs> Love to see it. The camaraderie is real with these Utah Warriors. And if you want to be part of the best home field advantage in Utah, there is something great that is brand new this year with the Utah Warriors 
Hospitality Lounge. This is something new and available in a temperature-controlled lounge. This is your season ticket to a VIP experience at every Warriors home game. Get VIP parking, a pregame meal, snacks at halftime, premium seat location. It's all available to you. Go to warriorsrugby.com and book your spot inside the Utah Warriors brand new hospitality lounge. Space is limited. So make sure that you get in now. Go to go to warriorsrugby.com. We now welcome into the program a man who just tackled his own teammate on camera, Paul Mullen, USA prop from Ireland, one of our favorites. Paul, how you doing, man? How you feeling after that tackle? Yeah, grand. You know, just um, yeah, grand. You know, Joel, he's a bit of a likes a bit of tomfoolery, you know. So I just wanted to, you know, just cut that out right away um, <laughs> and uh, just set things straight. Yeah, like you need any kind of urging in that direction whatsoever. Exactly. You know. Yeah, that's it, Banksy. You got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Joel again. He's an English fella. I got it, and he's new. I got to I just got to keep him between the two lines. You know. Speaking of two lines, uh, are we, and this is my first and most serious question of the day, are we going to see a return of those two high and tight lines for the Paul Mullen Mohawk this year at any point? Do you want to see them? I think it was such a fan favorite. I think it needs to come back. It's pretty awesome. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. No no promises, uh, but we'll see. We'll see, yeah. Yeah, keep all the team rules and you won't have to, right? Um, <laughs> kangaroo Court is going to sort you out real quick. Yeah, the Kangaroo Court, you're spinning that wheel and there's some weird deal. He's going to get done in for a high tackle on Joel and it's going to make a preseason debut, I think. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. Obviously, I, I think in my defense, I think he ducked a little bit, so... Um, oh, I'm not saying there was any intent. There was no, there was no malicious intent. It's going to TMO. We will assess it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we will see what yeah. TMO say. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. You've been suspended three games. Um, yeah, uh, San, <laughs> rugby ATL. Obviously, uh, that result now San Diego. Tell us a little bit about kind of preseason preparations, how it's gone for you, and how you've seen the team evolve here so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of preseason, I suppose it's uh, it's short. But listen, I was absolutely delighted to get stuck back into it if i'm honest um yeah we had a, a decent decent game there in atlanta long old trek out here to san diego and we're ready to go ready to go again against san diego on friday talk about your try in that game you know the uh the, the power formation yeah i mean listen uh, you know I, I i don't get the ball too often never mind score tries often but it was simply just pick it up and fall over the line so uh, not really much to write home about, but uh, listen, I'll take it. How about that? How's uh, the Chula Vista training facility, and how is it preparing for a team you're going to play next week? Because you don't want to show everything, but you also want to kind of see where you're at with them, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well so the, the facilities here are fantastic. Um, but, you know, I think what I, what I probably enjoy the most is that we're together. We're in camp, you know, so we're together 24-7. Well, not seven, but 24 24 hours for the last six days or so. So that's really what I've enjoyed kind of the most is just getting to know the boys outside of rugby as well. And I think that's really, you know, we're extremely, or I'm extremely grateful from like the, you know, for, to the owners for having us uh, put on this camp here and be away from home for, for a few days and uh, just get to know our teammates better because I'm sure that's really what will stand to us once we go into the season. You uh, have an incredibly busy off-season. You know, you played a lot, a lot of rugby away from the club and a lot of traveling. How much of a break did you get? And what did you do to kind of reset yourself physically and mentally? Yeah, um, 
how much was the break? I'd say maybe about a month or so until we kind of had, you know, five or six then, weeks tops. Tops, yeah, yeah. But but then I was at home and you know, obviously we we didn't get the job done, so we, we didn't qualify for the World Cup. So I was kind of I was at home and I was probably start, I was feeling sorry for myself. And uh, then there was just a few kind of I think there was a bit of touch going on or whatever, and I uh, so I went down went out to train with the boys and probably the best thing I could have done because I, I absolutely, I, I loved it. Couldn't wait to get stuck back into training again. So, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, I suppose the, the, the off season was short, but listen, I'm just, uh, I'm hungry and ready to go again. Um, you mentioned getting to know your teammates. Who's, who's super interesting on this team that you've learned a little more about this week? Who is, well, Joel's a bit of a quintessential kind of a fella. He's, uh, you know, he's, he, he's interesting. Um, let me see who else. Uh, you know, we spent a long time with the with last year's players, but getting to do the new players is, is pretty good. Like you know, uh, big Greg. You know, I'm getting on pretty well with Greg. He's in my with many teams. He's in my team. Uh, great, great fella, and uh, and and good banter. So I, I'm enjoying that. Um, listen, I'm I'm just just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Always excited. Well, look, let's talk about some of the players then as we get into this uh, preview of the forward pack. A lot of names that you're really familiar with. If we look opposite you on the front row, let's talk about the loose head boys real quick. Franco back again and healthy this year after his little uh, digit surgery that he had. And then Emerson Pryor and Ali Khalifi. Those are your loose heads on the uh, on the opposite side of the scrum. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, they're, they're, they're great lads. And uh with a few, yeah, I guess, I suppose you say close encounters. I'm, I'm scrummaging against them, you know, twice, three times a week, maybe more, you know. So uh, we're definitely getting to know each other. And, uh, yeah, we, we uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes we, things get a bit heated as well, which is, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, you know. Um, so we Someone have getting heated by, by you and the scrum? Crazy. Yeah. So yeah, out of character uh, for you, Paulie. Yeah, it's it's not really familiar territory, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, listen, we're having a, we're, we having a good time, you know, in terms of you know, getting good, getting good training quality, but also, you know, enjoying each other's company. So, and we yeah. mentioned uh, the hookers, two Vetti Bungacocho's back, Joey Backy's back, Henry Bell is getting there. It sounds like today or tomorrow we heard from Coach Chad Goff for a little bit. Um, that's a strong group as well that returns. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I met Henry. I think it was the last week when I when I met him. So just uh, uh, a nice Kiwi fella and uh, a farmer. He's he's Tell me about his farming and he's, uh, he's a few thousand sheep and I think he does beef cattle as well, which is, uh, I know there's a lot of sheep down there in New Zealand, Banksy, you can back me up with this one, but uh, I think he said he had a few thousand, which I was quite interested by that, you know? I think they did the math. There's something like four or five sheep for every person in New Zealand. Is yeah. that what it is? It's that many? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> there's only four million people in the whole country, Jerem, so don't act like it's that big a number. That's a big ratio. Come on, <laughs> That's like, uh, you know, the steer uh, in Texas for every person. You know, I, I would love to know what that is as, as a guy that lived in uh, Texas, Paul, there for a while. Okay, let's talk about the tight heads. You, Ang uh, a younger-looking Angus with that haircut. Elijah Hayes is coming along as well. That feels like a, a great group. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is. And we, we've been getting some, again, as I said, you know, we've been getting some kind of good work um, in the scrums. And uh, we just, we're all just here. We're all here trying to get better um as cliche as that sounds you know we just uh and we just wanted to kind of keep driving the standards you know we talk about the engine room you know i played in the type five for 90 percent of my uh shamelessly pitiful rugby career but it's a, it's a spot that i love playing 
in the props now, but I started as a second rower. How about those boys behind you? And it seems like the size increase and the ability increase this year, when you talk about guys that can play second row, like Lance, uh, we saw Tommy about play some time there, but we've got Tree back healthy, the Chiefs back and healthier. He seems to be aging like fine wine where I'm aging like a gallon of milk. He just gets better and better every year. Bales can get in the second row if he's got to. You've got Dupree and, of course, the big man Onihunga in there. It's got to feel good having that weight behind you in that scrum, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. When you see those big boys getting signed for the second row, it only puts a smile on my face anyway. It doesn't make my job any harder. How about that? You're only delighted to see those big boys come in. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, listen, it's, it's great. Yep. Can't wait. It's awesome. Well, we're excited. Best of luck in the exhibition on Friday. Uh, continue to enjoy the warm weather. And thanks for the time, man. Thanks, lads. Thank you. Okay. Paul Mullen joining us. Paul's looking uh, looking cut, man. Like, Paul's looking like he's ready to, to pancake some fools here. He already well, did. We saw it today. If you don't love a player, a personality, and, uh, and a character like Paul Mullen, go watch ping pong or something. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you do. Go pick up curling, all right? That guy is the embodiment of everything I love about our sport and players that specifically play my position. You know, they are typically the most articulate, handsome, well-spoken, charming uh, of all the rugby players when we talk really? about front rowers. So great to see Paulie get his wow. due. Wow. Tell me how you really feel. Ask any right, front uh, rower. We're not shy to tell you. Let's, uh, yeah, we're on the front row. We're on display. Right? <laughs> okay, last but not least, MLR has added a team next year in 24, and it is Miami. Miami Sharks uh, are going to join MLR. So welcome to the league. It'll be a 13-team league. Hoping they can add another one and make it nice and even. 13 is kind of a weird number. But uh, you got Chicago added this year, and you got Miami next year. What do you think? I think that's a great position for a team. You know, there's a lot of great club rugby that's played all over the South and to have a team in such a premier market, you know, that uh, especially for some of these early season games, now we can get away to San Diego. We can get away to Miami. We can get away to new Orleans for some of these early games and, uh, and, and enjoy a little sunshine and some quality rugby as the weather here, obviously still cold and snowy in Utah. Yeah. I imagine uh, the Warriors could be playing an early game, at Miami next year, uh, potentially. We'll see. Okay, that'll do it for us. We're back weekly now. We're we're in season starting next week. So this is our season preview show. We will uh, preview and recap each week, multiple guests. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to go all the way into June uh, when and almost July when uh, the Utah Warriors win the Major League Rugby Championship. From your uh, mouth to God's ears, Jeremy which Jordan. Which will be awesome. Uh, <laughs> it'll be great. And Paul Mullen can tackle anybody he wants all year because it's going to be a fun year. Okay, uh, like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media and, of course, weekly on ESPN 700 with the game broadcast starting on February 18th. Cannot wait for Greg Cooper, Joel Hodgson, Paul Mullen, Mason Benson, and Banksy. I am Jerem Jordan. Go Warriors!